Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Sayer and Kelly Fox. Welcome to Fearless Generations, 12 Steps to Freedom. I am Kelly Fox, and I'm excited. We are moving on to step three tonight, which is connection. And it is introduction night. That means that anything goes. And I am excited to be here tonight connecting with my beautiful co-host, Terry Sayre. How are you doing tonight, Terry? I'm doing well. I've had a great day, and I can't wait to get our discussion going. Good. Well, let's bring on our special co-host. This is his first time to the show, and we're excited to share him with our audience. Um, He is one of our good friends, also a fearless living coach, and um, we're excited to have the conversation tonight. So please welcome Jeff Visnick. How's it going? Great to be here. (laughs) Yay! So, Jeff, why don't you tell the audience, what is it that, um, what, do, what do you get to do, and who is it that you get to serve? Yeah, so I am a certified fearless living coach and trainer, and I work with people in the construction industry, helping them live the life they want without sacrifice or regret. Mm. Awesome. Mm. I would think that you probably don't have a lot of competition in that niche. So yeah, it's very I don't needed. Think there are a lot of people serving them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so so needed. Yeah, I've spent, Love that. spent 20 years in it in it myself, so I can mm. relate to a lot of them and what they're going through. Well, they've had a really rough time uh, during the economically, haven't they? During this pandemic, uh, the construction business, or did it did it flourish or continue, or how? You know, it actually it actually did really well. Um, I think people Mm -hmm. were a little hesitant at the beginning to kind of see how it was going to play out, but um, you know, especially the people in the field were able to get right back to work, and so it's actually been pretty strong. Okay. I know here in California, in California right now, there's a shortage of building material, which is really affecting yes. uh, the construction business. Is that true where you are as well? Absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's been challenging to get things, and the prices keep going up. So it'll be interesting to see if it does have an impact on the, on everybody over the long term. So we are talking connection tonight. So what does connection mean to you, Jeff? Um, you know, I think it's it's the way that we interact with each other, the way that uh, we we show up, and um, I guess represent ourselves in in the interactions that we have with each other, and also the way we interact with ourselves. Um, that's kind of how I how I look at connection. Um, I think mm-hmm. it's, I mean, over the last two years, I think it's been proven how important it is. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. connect with each other and and uh you know I, I think it's uh it's important that we connect with ourselves too absolutely so how do you support your clients with connecting with themselves well so what's interesting is kind of in my journey into construction um 
you know, I went into engineering because my parents said that that was a good career. Um, yeah. I ended up I ended up in the construction industry because I had two neighbors who were both principals in engineering firms, and so I got two job offers coming out of school. <laughs> and I I kind of followed this path um, down the road to the point where you know I got promoted and promoted, and eventually was a principal in charge of an office for a consulting engineering firm. But I never really asked myself what I wanted. And so mm-hmm. that's one of the first things that I do with my clients is to kind of get them to sit down and really connect with what success means to them so that they can figure out if they're on the right path or not. And that's something that I wish I had figured out a lot sooner than I did, but I'm glad that I figured it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what I mean is everything. I think you had more things to learn. That, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think a lot of us get to, uh, you know, a lot of people, individuals, follow a path that maybe someone else, you know, chose for them or they, I know in my profession, I I would have student teachers that would come in their fifth year of, of their education, first time into the classroom and find out they didn't really want to be teachers. And here they've invested five years of their life in it, you know, going to school. And what are you going to do at that point, you know? So um, right. a lot of them stayed in the profession, which wasn't probably the best thing for them or for the kids, or they started all over again because it just, you know, it wasn't what they thought it was going to be, and and they just weren't prepared. And that's, uh, yeah, that's just a rough place to be, you know? Yeah, I think in some ways I knew. Um, I think, you know, a couple of years through school, I – decided I was going to get a, a minor in business, and then I went out and I got an MBA. So I think I was kind of trying to figure that out along the way by taking mm-hmm. some of these different routes, but but I never really stopped to define what success meant to me until much later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, connecting, sometimes connecting with, uh, with your, with the, I call it your intuition or your sixth sense, you know, that capacity to connect with that, like, that feeling that something's not quite right and, and maybe your choices aren't leading to fulfilling, you know, your soul's intention. And uh, a lot of people won't listen to that, you know, and so they just keep plugging down the path regardless. And that's uh, so the fact that you kind of recognize that connecting to that uh, intuition or to that knowing that you wanted to do something else really helped you then to, uh, you know, to make that decision. Yeah, I think something that really resonated with me that kind of helped me get to that point was um, I had heard, uh, you know, Sam Walton of Walmart fame Mm -hmm. uh, had written Mm -hmm. an autobiography. And at the end of his life, or I think he had an autobiography, he had a biography written for him at the end of his life. Um, you know, as he's kind of on his deathbed, many people would consider him one of the greatest entrepreneurs of all time. And mm-hmm. his take on his life was that he blew it, that he wasted mm. a lot of time chasing stuff that wasn't important. And uh, that really got me to thinking that, you know, I, I didn't want to end up in the same boat. So, yeah. yeah. That, Kelly, that, that reminds me, Kelly, that reminds me of Rhonda talking about. Uh, that book or article or one of the five things that you wish you'd done, you know, that they interview people on their deathbed. 
Uh, uh-huh. And so many times, what was the first thing? They wished that they had followed their, you know, their dreams and connected more with, you know, not with their jobs, but with, with people. Isn't that what the number one thing was? I think so. I'm not sure. But yeah. I think that that's usually what people say is that they wish they would have slowed down and paid attention to the things around them. I think that's why a lot of people don't like bucket lists because um, they they think that, you know, we need to do those things um, now, not wait until, you know, we, we retire or, um, you know, um, whatever that may be, but to do those things now, to make them happen. Um, so I think that, I think connecting with our lives is necessary to know what we want, to know what we're passionate about, to know what is going to help us to define and create that success in our lives that we want. Mhm. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> That's kind of where I was. I was I was waiting. You know, I'd gotten to this point in my career, which is where I had wanted to get to, and it's like, well, this is what all there is for the next 30 years until I retire, and then I can do some of the things that I want to do. And <laughs> that, that wasn't a very exciting prospect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. I was really lucky in that way because I – I taught school for 40 years and I, I loved my, you know, loved my job. I, that was where I was supposed to be. I think I was born to be a teacher, but then when I, I retired at 60, it was like, I, you know, played around a long time until I fa- found my third act, you know, being a life coach and, and leading workshops. And I tried everything, real estate, uh, financial services, uh, insurance, you know, trying because I knew I didn't want to stop working. I, I mean, I was sixty, but I felt like I was thirty, and uh, you know, it just. Uh, so I know I, you know, I, I feel lucky that I found my life profession and was able to live that. But when that was over uh, and it was no longer serving me, um, you know, I, I floundered trying to find my path and to uh, connect to what was going to carry me through the, I call it the third act of my life. I, who knows how long I'm going to live. My mother's 99 is still going strong. So it's like, I, you know, I figure Forever. I still have a good 20 years. <laughs> Forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting because finding something to connect to that, that I could be passionate about and that made me feel like I was of service and that I could uh, continue to be a learner uh, took me a while to find that. And um, I'm just really grateful that I was able to, as I'm sure you are. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think it just shows that it's never too late to go after the things that um, we're really passionate about. And it may be our second career choice or we may uh, decide to shift course sooner um, or we might find it or we might have all, always known it. Um, but it's, it's important that we go after what we're passionate about and go after what fills us up and 
go after, you know, what our, what we truly believe our purpose is um, for this life. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, and it's, it's also, you know, I, w- I would also say don't wait. You know, there's, there's no going to never be the right time to do it. So why, why yeah. wait for the right time and just go after it now? Yeah. Yeah, I used to tell my husband if we waited until we were ready for kids, we would never have kids. <laughs> so <laughs> if, you, if you wait to feel like you're ready or all your ducks in a row or everything's perfect, then um, you're going to be waiting for a while. So uh, just get a good coach and jump out <laughs> and start. Yeah. <laughs> funny, about, funny about the kids' comment, uh, my wife, you know, because it took her her mom a long long time to have kids, and so she, she told me it, it was going to take a long time, and it happened instantly. So... Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's probably a great example of not waiting for it to waiting to be ready because I don't think I was, but <laughs> yeah. it worked out pretty well. Yeah, awesome. yeah. Uh, I think, well, I think that. Uh, go ahead, Terry. Well, I was just going to say I think you know talk con- talking about connecting to ourselves. Um, I a big part of. Uh, my con- my connectivity that that's really important to me and supports me is connecting to my you know to my spirit and uh the spirituality in in my life and uh and that connection is probably um the one that nourishes me maybe the most it allows me to connect to myself and to others and to to my environment uh because my faith then plays such a big part in my courage to step out and and to um, seek opportunities and look at life as as an opportunity rather than a challenge. So that's another aspect of connection that um, as we've been working on it, because we do, I, I do my Terry talks for the whole month at the beginning of the month. So I've been talking about connection for a lot, you know, a lot already. And it, it just seems like connection uh, with my spirit is probably my foundational connection where someone else's might be connecting with their environment or, someone else's might be connecting with, with uh, you know, in a relationship. But I think for me, it's, it's my spirituality, that connection with my faith that allows me then to have the courage and the compassion to connect in other ways. So, I, you know, I think each of us could probably talk about what our foundational connection is as well. Yeah, I think that's important to to see that there are multiple kinds of ways to connect, uh, levels, and areas in our life. We might be really connected spiritually, but we're totally disconnected um, physically um, or emotionally. So it's looking at all of the different aspects of ourselves and our life and what's around us um, and, and really seeing, okay, where, how connected am I here? How connected am I there? Yeah, I was actually just talking to an employee last week who we he's been dealing with a really tough client, a tough architect, and um, he was noticing that because the architect was he was having such a hard time connecting with them, and and so his his work that he was doing on their projects was starting to suffer because he was he was having a tough time, you know, 
he said his given F meter was at a zero mm-hmm. um, because of that lack of connection that he was having with the client because of, of what was happening on the project. So it can definitely, if it's not there, um, you know, be really hard to, to continue to push through some of the tough times that mm-hmm. come up in all our lives. Yeah. Jeff, was what he, would was be he your... Able to, uh... Go ahead, Jerry. I was just curious, Kelly. Well, I was just curious if, if uh, in coach, was this somebody you were able to coach? Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, as an employee, he, he worked for me. Um, so we, yeah. we did talk about, you know, how, how maybe he needed a little bit of space from them. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, maybe he needed to have a tough conversation with them about the way things mm-hmm. were going and, and uh, yeah. see, if, see if he could recreate that connection with them. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm just thinking in my head. What are some What are some of those coaching skills? You know, like assuming positive intent, or what? You know, what might really help somebody in that situation? Because you don't have control over how other people connect, right? So how do right. you How do you you know initiate a, a a relationship that can be connected? That you know that's I think that's a real challenge. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah I, I was going like to say, fo- go ahead. I was just going to say, focusing on how, you know, in, in the relationship, how does he want to be perceived? If You know, how does he want to show up and feel good about mm-hmm. himself at the end of the day? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to ask, what would be the uh, the number one tool or the tool that you can think of right now that you would suggest to a client uh, to use in a uh, to improve their connection with whatever their situation is. Yeah, so so one of the ones that really helped me was you know that I was in a job where I liked part of it, but I didn't like part of it, and so I, I sat down and made a list of the things that I really liked to do and the things that I really didn't like to do, and tried to keep judgment out of that. Um, that that was a safe mm-hmm. space for me to create those lists. And it was really eye-opening um, to see some of the parts that, that I, I really did enjoy doing out of that job. And, um, you know, that kind of fed into that defining success for myself. Um, so I think that's a great list if you're in a situation that's struggling to connect with what are the things that you like and what are the things that you don't like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can generate more of those things that you like. Yeah, Harry, what about you? Well, I was just going to say you could layer what you control and what you don't control on top of that as well. When you're looking at what you you like and what you don't like, there may be an element in those lists of what you have control over and what you don't have control over as well that might help to clarify, um, you know, how can you find that connection and that enjoyment uh, in what you do control. Well, I, th- I think yeah. another important piece to consider is we, we sometimes are really good at things that we don't like doing. <laughs> so, yeah. so it's important to factor <laughs> yeah. that into it too, right? Just because I'm good at it. Yeah. And recognize me being good at something doesn't mean that it's something that I like to do. Exactly. Right. That's right. great. I love that. I love that. That's a good point. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I think I think awareness is um, a key uh, 
you know, thing that we need to do in all things, um, which is why it's step number one, um, you know, really becoming aware. But to be able to become really aware, we have to give ourselves time to do that, right? We need to, um, you know, give ourselves time to think, give ourselves to go within, give ourselves time to connect with ourself and our thought process. And for, you know, one person might be making a list. For one person it might be, you know, taking a walk and just thinking things out. Or for another person it might be having a conversation with someone that they trust. Um, You know, but giving ourselves that time, setting it aside and saying, okay, I really want to reconnect with what it is that I do like and what it is that I don't like and what am I good at and what am I not good at and how can I approach this situation being more connected to those things and connected to myself and connected to the ones that are involved, you know, Um, and it, it takes time to raise that awareness. Yeah, I know mine happened on an airplane. <laughs> that was a good yeah. place where nobody was gonna, nobody was going to bother me. I like that. Yeah, I think it can happen. It can happen anywhere if it's intentional, right? Um, yes. Yep. You know. Yeah, love that. Terry, that was before I, I think another another space for myself. Yeah, I think another strategy that uh, helps me to connect on on multiple levels is gratitudes and acknowledgments. Um, I find that, you know, when gratitudes are about things outside of me, so that gives me a chance to connect with the things during my day that I can be grateful for. And and normally it's, it's either my environment or it's people that I come in contact with or, you know, opportunities that, that have you know, shown up in my in my daily life, and then acknowledgments give me a chance to, um, you know, to to reflect and connect with myself. And so, as I've done these over the years, I think for ten years I've never missed a day. Uh, that I really wow. have, I still struggle mm-hmm. sometimes with acknowledgments, and that's connecting with my own. Um, you know, taking risks and my own growth is so much easier. Even after practicing it for a you know a good length of time, I still find it easier to um, connect with with things outside of of you know my own my own connection with my my ability to take risks. So, but I think I would I think the practice is well worth the effort, and it's mm-hmm. uh, it has become you know it's become easier over time, but then it's also dependent on the season that I'm in as well as the situation that I'm in. And, you know, so it, it fluctuates, right? Because our life fluctuates continually. I think mm-hmm. gratitude and acknowledgments are a strategy that's very um, supportive to connection. Absolutely. I love acknowledgments and gratitudes. I think that Acknowledgements for me is one of the most powerful tools because I don't give myself credit for taking risks. I downplay what I do. And um, so connecting with what I really am doing and giving it 
weight and acknowledging it really supports me in how I think and feel about myself, um, which definitely affects how I'm connecting with myself. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. And yeah, acknowledgments, yeah. Uh, they're, they're difficult mm-hmm. for me as well. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And yeah, I, I don't... A lot of my clients, I, yeah, it's, I guess it's indicative of um, I don't know, so maybe it's it's something in our our culture, our society that that uh, you know we're supposed to be grateful for all the blessings that we have, and yet uh, I don't know. It's, it seems like I've never met a person or a client that found it easy to do acknowledgement. So I'm wondering why why we we are conditioned uh, to for that to be be difficult. So. I've I've thought about that. I'm always curious about things like that. How did we get that way that we, because little kids don't have trouble with it, you know, but we get conditioned to, to uh, I don't know if we're, we think it's uh, being self-centered or, or what, but there's definitely, it takes practice. And like Kelly said, they can be so powerful in moving us forward in self-acceptance and self-love, you know, those, which is so important for us to be a loving and, and compassionate human being if we can't give that to ourselves, you know? Yeah, yeah I, think, sure. I think for me it was, it was growing up in, a, you know, achievement was really what was rewarded. And so mm. the bar just kept getting set higher and higher, right? And so these little things yeah. that we, yeah. we want to be acknowledging ourselves for weren't really acknowledged growing up. It was just what were the really big things that you do. And so that's, that's how yeah, I was looking at it now. Yeah. What, I'm not doing anything big, so there's nothing to acknowledge myself for when that's really not true. <laughs> no, Absolutely. not true. Not true. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we are almost yeah, that's, out of that's time. Uh, we are almost out of time, but I am so grateful that you uh, have been on the show with us tonight, Jeff. Um, I love having this conversation, and you have brought – such an amazing energy with you that I think our listeners are definitely going to feel. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on. It's been fun. (laughs) That's the goal. (laughs) Well, uh, is there anything that you would like our listeners to know that you have coming up that they could come to or a way of getting um, a hold of you? Yeah, I'm doing a workshop on the 15th that, uh, Registration will go up tomorrow um, about looking forward into into next year and how to how to have a formula for success for for the new year. I'm doing that with another fearless living coach, Denise Duran, and so I'll post about that tomorrow on LinkedIn and Facebook. And if people want to connect with me, it's reclaim-me.org is my website. Awesome, and feel free to post um, about that in the Fearless Generation. Uh, group and on our page so that our listeners can have easy one-click access to it. Okay, we'll do. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. We want to remind all of you that the 12 Steps to Freedom were created by Rhonda Britton, the CEO and founder of the Fearless Living Institute. If you would like to know more about the Fearless Living, Fearless Living, um, please go to fearlessliving.org. Uh, There's lots of uh, great information and support there, so go check it out. You can always find Terry and I at fearlessgenerations.org or on Instagram, 
Facebook or LinkedIn. We are there as Fearless Generations as well. Um, and you can always uh, get a hold of us at kelly at fearlessgenerations.org as well if you want to email us. And we want to remind you that coming up on December 18th is our Break the Silence fundraiser, and we would love for you to participate in it. So go find Break the Silence on Facebook and join the group, and you will be there for all of the silent auction fun. You can also find the to register for our speaker event from 10 to 1 Pacific time, also on December 18th. And we would love to have you there as well. It's going to be supportive, educational, and inspirational. So please do check that out as well. Uh, Terry, any last words you'd like to share? No, this has been a very great discussion and uh, encourage people to check out Break the Silence. It's uh, our effort to bring education around suicide and suicide prevention. And so we would really appreciate anybody coming and joining us for that, for that event. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Uh, and if you have any questions about that or anything else, you can reach us in all the ways I already told you. <laughs> so again, thank you, Jeff, for being here with us tonight. Yeah, thank you, Jeff. We appreciate it. And until next time, everybody, be fearless. Be fearless. Good night. Bye.